We welcome their release. We share in the relief that their families, friends, and loved ones are feeling. But there are still 10 additional Americans who remain unaccounted for uh, in this conflict. We know that some of them are being held hostage by Hamas, along with an estimated 200 other hostages uh, held in Gaza. They include men, women, young boys, young girls, elderly people from many nations. Every single one of them should be released. Since the early, earliest hours of this crisis, uh, the President has made clear that he will do everything possible to secure the release of every hostage. Uh, during my own recent travel to the region, I emphasized the urgency and importance of this to uh, the United States and pressed our partners to do everything they can uh, to help us secure the release. Uh, since that time, we've continued to work relentlessly with partners to do just that. I can't speak publicly about the details of, of these efforts. I, I know you understand that. But the urgent work to free every single American, to free all other hostages, continues, as does our work to secure the safe passage out of Gaza for the Americans who are trapped there. In this particular instance, uh, I want to thank the government of Qatar for their very important assistance. Um, when I was in Israel last week, I met with the families of U.S. citizens that Hamas has taken hostage. President Biden, too, had the opportunity to hear directly from the families. Uh, it's impossible to adequately put into words the agony they're feeling of not knowing the fate of their loved ones, worrying relentlessly about them, for their safety, for their security, for their well-being. No family anywhere should have to experience this torture. Uh, what I shared with the families, as the President did as well, is that the entire United States government will work every minute of every day to secure their release, to bring their loved ones home. They have my solemn pledge, those who continue to have loved ones held hostage by Hamas, that will continue to do that, working uh, as though these family members were our own. With that, I'm happy to take a few questions. Mr. Secretary. So, Thanks for coming down, Mr. Secretary. Mr. Secretary. Um, I, I'm just, you said you couldn't talk about specific details, but I'm wondering, you did thank the government of Qatar, and I'm, I'm wondering, since you were there, uh, and they have an office, they host a, a Hamas office, if you could elaborate a little bit on what their role was, and if you continue to think that that channel there, them having an office there, uh, is worthwhile. And then secondly, a lot has been made by you, by the President, by other officials about um, how it is important for Israel once, if and when it begins a ground incursion into Gaza, uh, for it to respect the uh, rules of war internationally. And, I, and I'm curious if you think that to date, even before that ground incursion has started, if Israel is respecting those. Uh, rules and laws. Thank you. Matt, thanks for the questions. Um, you'll understand that because this is an ongoing effort, an ongoing effort to get um, host uh, Americans who are hostage in this moment in Gaza uh, out to secure their release to get them back with their families, I really can't go into uh, any details about um, uh, what we're doing, how we're doing it. And, and all I can say with regard to Qatar is, in this instance, uh, we very much appreciate their assistance. 
Uh, beyond that, I really can't. Uh, I really can't say because again, we want to focus on making sure that we're getting those who remain hostage uh, back home and with their loved ones. That's the the, the single most important thing. Um, with regard to how Israel is conducting its operations, I think you've heard the president speak to this very clearly. You've heard me speak to this very clearly. Um, we've said. We believe strongly that Israel has not only the right, but the obligation to defend itself against what, it, what uh, it's very hard to put into words, the, the nature, the barbarity of the attacks. Uh, and they really do have the obligation to defend themselves against it, to do whatever they can to try to make sure that this doesn't happen again. But we've been very clear as well that the way Israel does this matters. And in particular, it's important that operations be conducted in accordance with international law, humanitarian law, the law of war, uh, as applicable, uh, and that everything be done to minimize the loss of uh, civilian life. Uh, and we continue uh, to, to focus on that, uh, just as we're also focusing on getting assistance into people in Gaza who, uh, who need it. Um, there will be plenty of time to make assessments about how these operations were, were conducted, but I can just say for the part of the United States that this continues to be important to us. And again, it's what distinguishes us, distinguishes Israel from terrorist groups like Hamas, which not only have absolutely no concern for, uh, for innocent human life, they intentionally use innocent human lives to hide behind, uh, to use as, uh, quite literally, as human shields, knowing that civilians invariably are going to suffer in, um, in conflict. Uh, just following up on that, uh, Hamas has issued a statement through Abu Abida, uh, and I know with the huge caveat that it's a terror group mm -hmm. and one does not attach credibility to that, but they have said that all the hostages, the civilian hostages, mm -hmm. which include the Americans, could be released, that this could be the start of something bigger if there are no airstrikes. Mm -hmm. Would this be a moment where if under Israel's discretion, obviously, it would be wise to pause, to give it more time, to see if this is a moment, since the ground invasion has not started. Should even the airstrikes be stopped to see if you could get more people out? And it was notable, without going into details, that in the president's statement, he said uh, he expressed his thanks to Israel, uh, to Qatar, rather, mm. in partnership with Israel. A notable connection there. Um, the obvious inference is that they were working together on this. Does this give you hope that, despite everything that's happened, that there could still be a broader relationship and avoid a wider war? Uh, thanks, Andrea. Uh, so two things there. Uh, first, it's very simple. Um, hostages should be released immediately and unconditionally. That's been our position from day one. It remains our position. And to your point, um, I would uh, not take anything that uh, Hamas says at face value. Uh, I'm not sure anyone in this room would uh, take at face value or report something that ISIS had said. Same applies to, to Hamas. Uh, our position is clear. Every hostage needs to be released and needs to be released now. Um, there is no doubt from 
my own, my own travels in the region, that one of the important things throughout this, um, this very difficult period and since the, atta the unconscionable attack by Hamas uh, is uh, to continue to find ways for countries to cooperate, coordinate when it's um, in their interest to do so. And we'll continue to look to that. Any cooperation that, um, that we can elicit that facilitates the release of hostages, any cooperation that we can elicit that secures the provision of humanitarian assistance to uh, the men, women, and children in Gaza who, uh, who, who so desperately need it. Um, we're, we, we work on that every day. And I think uh, we can say that we've, we've seen some of that cooperation. The broader question, though, I think is uh, usually important because what's abundantly clear is the vast majority of, of countries, the vast majority of people want the same thing. Uh, they want a region where countries are, are working together, where relations are, are, are normalized, where there's gr greater integration, where people are uh, working together, studying together, traveling, doing business. Um, overwhelming majority of people want that. And we want to see as well the rights and aspirations of the Palestinian people fulfilled in the context of that kind uh, of region. And that's one vision, and it remains very much alive in every conversation that I had. The alternative is equally clear, and it's very stark. It's Hamas, it's Hezbollah, it's Iran, it's destruction, it's death, it's terrorism, it's darkness. So the more we are able to make real that first vision, the more I'm convinced that that's the vision that everyone, or virtually everyone, will subscribe to. So even as we are working through this challenge, this crisis, it's important to keep that vision alive because it's important that people know that there is an alternative and, and that everything that they hope for and that they aspire to is going to be best addressed through what I've just described, uh, that first vision. We'll continue to do that. Jennifer. Thanks, Mr. Secretary. Um, what can you tell us about the condition of these two Americans who have been released? What is their, their health status? And do you have any details on the condition of the Americans who are being held hostage? Have you seen any proof of life on them? And then on the Rafa crossing, what is the holdup in operationalizing this deal? And will we see it open this weekend? Um, I can't speak to uh, the condition of the uh, two hostages who were just released. Uh, first, out of respect for their privacy. Uh, second, because we haven't had a chance yet, maybe it's happening as we speak, to get our own team uh, in there to, uh, to see them, to, uh, to evaluate them, and most importantly, uh, to um, reunite them with their loved ones. So I'm sure that will <clears throat> That'll, that'll come out in the, in the hours, certainly the, the days ahead, but I don't have anything for you on that now. Nor do I have anything for you on the, uh, the status of or condition of um, Americans who continue to be held by, by Hamas. Um, with regard to the, uh, the Rafah crossing, as you know, when uh, some of us were traveling together in the region over the past week, um, getting assistance moving was among my top priorities. And we worked very hard with the, uh, the government of Israel, uh, the government of Egypt, uh, to do just that. And we secured an understanding that um, we would develop a plan to move assistance. Um, that understanding was cemented by President Biden when he was uh, in Israel and also speaking to President uh, al-Sisi of Egypt. In the time since, we've been working relentlessly with Ambassador David Satterfield on the ground, working with the United Nations, with Egypt, with Israel, to put that into motion. 
uh, and my expectation is that you'll see that moving soon.